This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the pilot. What a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Yes, we are live. Live on the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I'm your host, cover everything sport, international, local. We've got to give a shout out or a couple of shout outs to my favorite people on Instagram who are always on point with me. Mustafa, Terry, uh, Wada, uh, Masoud, Dre, all the way from Australia, Lara. You've got AJ. You've got Rashid. You have got um, Yara, Mustafa, Fatima. Happy birthday, Fatima, as well. Uh, and, and who else? Granta is here. Amin is here. Thank you very much for tuning in. And we have uh, a superstar guest today on the show. Anna Siraj Munir is en route to the UFC. And I can't wait to have him on the show today. He's a well-seasoned fighter who's fought opponents all around the world. And is edging closer to the UFC. Yes, you heard it here first. He's edging closer to the UFC. And we talk about his recent success and his ambition to fight in the UFC. When it takes what it takes to become a fighter as well. Which I'm very excited to get, you know, the different perspectives on so many different people who come to the show now it's one thing being behind the scenes but it's another thing being in the octagon and i can't wait to get his insights in and out of the octagon on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 this is the halftime show with omar aduri oh he loves the pilot what a goal this is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time. It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adori. I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. And thank you very much for being tuned in wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Charger Broadcasting Authority, or if you're chilling at home watching us live on YouTube. Thank you very much. Happy belated birthday to my mom, Fatima Alduri, as well, who's probably listening in right now. And we have a fantastic guest in the studio. Anas Siraj Munir is here. Anas, how you doing? Good, thanks. Thank you very much for having me here again. That, that, that introduction, man. Yeah, that was that was lit. I saw, <laughs> I saw you going. You saw the smile on my face. <laughs> I was getting pumped up. <laughs> and I want to say a happy belated birthday to your mom Thank as well. Thank you very partner. much, man. Thank you very much. Um, you know, if we, we celebrated with her yesterday. Shout out to Maria, Coco, uh, and my uncle Saleh as well, who, who made it special for her. And, uh, and she's always tuning in the show. So she's uh, probably my only fan. <laughs> My number one fan. So thank you, Fatima, for that. Okay. Um, and as a lot has happened um, recently since COVID. Uh, can you share with us how things have been going for you in and outside the ring? Uh, well, since the last time we spoke and since COVID hit. Yeah. Um, for my career, I've had like three professional MMA fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been busy with professional the fight fights but yeah. fights before that you've had a lot yeah right yeah. right yeah yeah so just in the last year mm-hmm. uh, three MMA fights uh, right. including a world title um, uh, so I fought for two different promotions yeah. in these three fights um, also there was a lot of uh, 
other stuff outside of uh, of the cage, like yeah. uh, including commentating, analyzing fights, uh, yeah. including some UFC fights. Uh, some fights for UAE Warriors. Yeah, I gotta stop so. you there for a second. You said it so casually. You said that I just fought for a world title. That doesn't happen every day. <laughs> 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 I, this yeah. is what I mean about this guy. This is the reason why I brought him back on the show. He does things and acts so casual about it. The world title. How do how do you not get yourself psyched for it because it's already a huge thing? How do you kind of remain calm when it comes to a world title? You just you just ride the wave, you know. Yeah. Uh, you don't you don't stay calm. There's there's always for me personally, uh, there are always those nerves and you know there's gonna be a little bit of a doubt, but you need to just overcome that doubt and enjoy the ride, enjoy the training. Yeah. Uh, of course, the weight cut you're not gonna enjoy that as much, yeah. especially if you have like the biggest sweet tooth like myself you know <laughs> actually it's been very famous your sweet tooth because you you've come out and you said as soon as i'm done with this fight i'm gonna have a b c d e yeah and we spoke off air about you know your weight and weight cut and things like that but just for the people that are listening how hard is a weight cut it's the hardest part about fighting in my opinion yeah it's 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 well, to be honest, it depends. It depends on how how good you are and how disciplined you are with your diet, with your training, yeah. with everything. It's a combination of everything. So you know? what's been the hardest weight cut for you? Like, let's say, what do you, before you start training, what weight are you? During training, what weight are you? And when, when you come to the fight, what weight are you? Man, it depends. It totally depends. For yeah. me, I, I yo-yo a lot with my weight. Uh-huh. It goes up and down a lot depending on my training, depending on my condition at that time. Are there any injuries? Yeah. Sometimes I'm good where I'm walking around 78 kilos because I fight at lightweight. Yeah. If I'm walking around 78 kilos, that's that's a perfect way to start my, my weight cut. Right. But that's but not always the case. It's not always the case. No, sometimes I'm like 92 kilos. So I've wow. had like a few fights where I had to come down from 92 kilos in less than two months. 92 kilos? From 92 all the way down to 70, 70.7. Wow. Yeah. So that you're, you're talking t- over 20 kilos yeah. to lose in two months. Yes. Now, just for those that are listening, we don't advise you to be trying to do that. That's That's... It's something completely, completely out there for strictly people who compete. Oh, it's horrible. Even for people who compete at a professional level, it's horrible. Like, my performance was terrible. Mm-hmm. I couldn't move the way I, I move. I couldn't uh, use my my skills the way I do. I wasn't comfortable right. in that fight. You know, the recovery wasn't, wasn't good after the weigh-ins. Because once you do your weigh-in, you have 24 hours to then what? A bit longer than 24 hours to recover. And rejuvenate and, the and body and replenish. Yes, yes that's okay. true. And so what would you do once you've lost all that weight and you have a fight in about 24 hours? How do you get back to kind of, not normality because it's not normal, but how do you get back to fight mode? Um, you have to get a lot of liquids in, electrolytes, you yeah. know, things like water coconut water yeah um then there's there's a science behind the recovery as well with the food with the liquids yeah uh, you can't just go crazy and start eating cakes and, and biscuits you have to eat clean still yeah carb up a little bit you know put salt in everything there's a whole science behind it F- fascinating um there's something else you said there that made me think about it that what you put your body through 
and especially let's say with this 20 kg weight cut that you've done in two months you're, you're fighting so when you fought your world title fighting for the world title was it as bad as a weight cut or was it lighter no i i was i was good before that that mm. world title because I, I was supposed to fight a different fight right before that got cancelled because yeah. of covid yeah so i had that momentum going on yeah. you know like i was light i was walking at 78 kilos i was training hard i was helping some people who were fighting in big promotions yeah including the ufc we were training hard so i had that momentum going on so when that when that when that chance came up yeah. I jumped on it because I was ready I was yeah. already in a fight camp for like two months or a month ahead right because you stay active I mean I follow you obviously on Instagram and I follow uh, your training you've, you've trained me before in the past as well I've been very very honored to have you as a coach but when you're active all the time when, when do you have time to, to rest or recover or are you consistently you know staying active just in case you might get that call up uh, I try to consistently stay active yeah. but for example during uh, Ramadan I, I stopped yeah. I stopped the heart training I just focused on, on Ramadan so I wasn't really active Yeah. and you know in, in these instances or for example if there was a vacation to go and see my family back mm-hmm. home or something like that Yeah. that's when I really put on the weight right <laughs> <laughs> listen we've got some questions uh, here for you Anas which we're going to take a quick break we're going to play some rudimental for everyone but we're going to be right back so don't go anywhere and by the way some these questions are fire so make sure you keep sending those questions in and i'll have anas answer them straight after this enjoy folks this is the halftime show with omar adouri oh he loves the pilot what the goal this is the halftime show with omar adouri on pulse 95 nice strike oh better than nice wonderful Sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. I am your host covering everything sport, international, local. Plenty of wicked questions coming in for our superstar in the uh, studio today. Anna Salaj Munir is here in the studio. Let's give him a little bit of a round of applause. Um, Anna, a couple of questions coming in for you here. How tall is he? He's making that chair look tiny. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy with that. I'm not that tall, actually. I'm like uh, 1 meter 78. Uh-huh, uh-huh. One seventy. 178 right you got another question from AJ do you remember the first time you got hit with an uppercut describe the feeling <laughs> oh I remember that especially like during during a fight uh, I remember I got hit hard by this fighter he was a Muay Thai fighter and I, I saw that flash you know really? <laughs> I saw the light <laughs> and I was like okay I, I'm, I shouldn't take a lot yeah. of those yeah yeah although you know what he's very well if you're watching on YouTube by the way he's very well presented he doesn't look like he gets hit much which is a good sign because that means he's a good fighter <laughs> I've been lucky, I've been lucky. <laughs> um, also another question here saying, excuse my ignorance on the subject, but why wouldn't you fight in a higher class if you sit more comfortably at a higher weight? That's a very good question, mm. that, actually. Um, so if, for example, I'm, I'm, I'm naturally a big guy, right? Yeah. But not a, not a tall guy. Yeah. So let's say my weight is 92. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be fighting on... If I just go and fight at that weight... Yeah. 
I'm gonna be fighting someone who's coming down from over 100. Oh, you know, who's cutting point. weight. Yeah. Uh, and and they're gonna be like so tall. They have that reach advantage. Yeah. They have the height advantage, and they have the weight advantage as yeah. well. Because it it makes a big difference. You know, yeah. when someone who's 110 is lying down on top of you. Yeah. Even if it's just against the fence mm-hmm. or against the ropes. Yeah. That makes. It makes your arms get tired, your legs get tired because you're carrying someone way heavier than you, yeah. you know, and, and they can punch you or kick you from way further than what you can. Absolutely. And if you were listening to the first segment, we were talking about the weight cut and how originally the weight that you sit in isn't always the one that you weigh in, uh, you know, after the fight and during the fight and before the fight. So that's a big point. However, there are certain promotions that started doing that. They mm-hmm. started having like a certain category where you're not allowed, allowed. to cut a lot of, a lot of weight. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Masoud's asking, how do you manage or regain your energy if you feel exhausted in the middle of the fight? That's a tricky, a <laughs> tricky one. In the middle of a fight, yeah. if you feel exhausted, maybe your conditioning before the fight wasn't that good. So there's something wrong during the training. However, yeah. that's why you need you need like a very very good corner. Yeah, yeah. Co- your corner men, they have to be good energy, clever. And they should know you and they should know how to trigger you, how to like motivate you. For example, my last fight, I was fighting this this giant Norwegian guy, uh, Tollefsen, and he was tough. The first yeah. round, it was his. He he won that first round, in my opinion. Yeah. And I went back to my corner and my cornermen came to me. Clearly, they were like, they were honest with me. Anas, you lost that round. Okay. You better. You you need to wake up. You right, need to wake okay, up now. Okay. You gave him that round while you're better than him. You know you're better than that guy. You need to do A, B, C. Go, mm. go for it now. Okay. So they gave me like, and they knew how to motivate me as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? You need a good corner. That's that's the the first thing. Another thing that I I took into my my training as well. It's not just the physical part. You need to train your mental toughness as well. How do you train your mental toughness? For example, one of it is like getting out of my comfort zone. Okay. For example, in training, I'm gonna put myself in situations where I'm not comfortable. Right. I'm gonna be on my back, someone on top of me trying to punch my face in. Yeah. And I'll try and get out of that. Right put myself in positions where I'm not good at mm-hmm. and try and make myself good at those comp- uh, at those positions yeah. and also I took on this uh, NLP neuro uh, linguistic uh, programming yeah, right pro- programming yeah and and I found that that helps me a lot you Interesting. know like it, it really helps me I'll just put it on when I when I'm falling asleep and, yeah. and I think that it, it helps me a lot does that help you reset it does it does and it, it I think that it's helped me push through things as well. Mm, very interesting. Um, there's a couple of things you said there that you said the right energy. In your corner, what is the right energy when you're already in a very high pressure situation? It, it, it's happened to me before where I'm already in a high pressure position mm-hmm. and my corner are more stressed than me. So mm. I was calm in my corner. <laughs> I was going to fight, and my yeah. corner is saying, "I I hate this. I don't want to be here. Let's just yeah. finish and go." You know, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, "Look, calm down. You're not going in there. I'm going in there. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. You know, it'll be fine. Just relax, enjoy the moment." And that's that was bad energy. That right. You know, they that sucks the energy out of you. While Absolutely. if someone is like, "Let's go. Let's have fun. You know, yeah. it's your time. It's your night. You've worked hard for it. You know what I mean?" Like, do you do you that, stick to the same corner, people? Do you rotate? I try, but it's happened to me where yeah. I rotated because here in the UAE, the sport is still young. 
Correct. It's growing up and it's growing up fast, but yeah. it's still young. There's yeah. not a lot of coaches. There's not a lot of uh, fighters. Now they're they're coming into into the UAE thanks to to the UFC, thanks yeah. to to UAE Warriors, HFC, all these promotions coming up. Yeah. And that's bringing the fighters here in this area. AJ saying, "How do you look so good, man?" Oh, <laughs> being thanks. A, <laughs> being thanks, a fighter. Um, and then Almas says, "This guy looks similar to Os- Oscar De La Hoya." <laughs> thanks. I'll take that as a compliment. That's thanks. big. Um, <laughs> So they're saying also how you build or train your body for intense fight with with your strong opponent. So I think the question was for Masoud is how do you build or train your body for such a strong opponent? Uh, you you have to work on everything. Yeah. Everything, everything, everything. Like you know, not not just strength, mm-hmm. strength, conditioning, speed, uh, agility. Yeah. Uh, like literally, inclu- we included like the mental toughness as well. Yeah. So you have to have everything. If if something is lacking, you need to go and work on that even more. Interesting. Interesting. And obviously the technical parts as well. That's very important. Yeah. And and with your training, has it been any different to pre-COVID in the sense that obviously you can't travel to train or were, or was most of your training coming out of the UAE before that anyway? Most of my training like uh, where I started I started in the UK and mm-hmm. then I came to the, to, to the UAE to Where's follow that my dream. Where's that accent so I, I studied and lived in the north of England, in Sunderland, Newcastle, and yeah. Gateshead. There, I was a bit of a gypsy, you know. <laughs> so I started there, yeah. and then I came. I came to Dubai because I had the opportunity to to follow my dream, my yeah. passion, become yeah. a, a coach and a, and and a professional fighter here. Because right. in the UK it was difficult, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, you have to like. You have to make the time for, for everything, you know what I mean? Like, you have to, you have to. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and Almas is adding to your compliment, by the way, and saying, definitely a compliment about Oscar De La Hoya. He Thank was a beast you. in his day. Thank you very um, much. Okay, I'm coming up coming up next after the break, I want to pick your brain because you've done a lot of work uh, also ringside, and that's very interesting with UFC Arabia and different promotions. Stay tuned for more on The Only Place to Be at 3, the halftime show on Pulse95. This is the halftime show. With Omar Padouri on Pulse 995. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show, though, Balduri. Thank you very much for tuning in. And if you did miss the show, don't worry. You can catch all our episodes on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Rami if you like podcasts, or if you prefer a visual and want to see our guest visually. And today, you will definitely want to see our guest visually. Then head over to the YouTube channel, Pulse95 Radio, and you will see him there. Anas Siraj Munir is in the building, and we are talking all sorts of good stuff about the UFC. Anas, you've done some stuff with UFC Arabia recently, and I couldn't help but notice the difference in perspective as a fighter compared to someone who analyzes the sport has that helped you develop as a fighter yes yes it did how Indeed. so it's uh, it's helped me look at, at at combat sports in general from a different a different point of view from the outside a little because when you're when you're in there uh, and that's why you need coaches you need cornermen like i said or good cornermen and good coaches from the outside because you see things totally different mm. like for example 
um, when you're inside the cage, you're you're in a bubble sometimes, or you're on autopilot. Yeah. And you don't realize something as small as moving to your left mm-hmm. that can be dangerous for you because you might be moving towards the the your opponent's strong side. Yeah. And you know you need to know these small details. Yeah. And analyzing fights, it makes you pay attention to those small details. Mm. You become very very like if I can say OCD about the small details. Yeah. yeah. And those small details they make a big difference. Absolutely. And I'm I'm just thinking of something now for example, let's say let's put you in a scenario now that you're in the the Pulse 95 radio studios. If you don't know have southpaw opponents and you're at ringside now and you're watching a southpaw fight against an orthodox do you start to study how the southpaw is fighting against the orthodox exactly yeah <laughs> I, do. I do like even like the way the way they're stepping where's yeah. the foot where's yeah. the foot in front of their opponent's foot yes you yes know? is that on the outside is it on the inside are they throwing shots with their 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 rear arm yes. or the rear you know what i mean like yes. it, it makes a big big difference yeah yeah very very good point um Anas, you've been in the fight game for a while and and i've seen you train with some of the best even ufc fighters i've seen you mix it up with them when can we see you in the ring man when what do we have to do do you have to dana where's dana dana <laughs> uh, that's that, you know what? that's the dream that's yeah. the dream to represent you know the, the uae and morocco yes. on, on big platforms yes. that's the dream and i've worked hard for it since 2010 yes i've been fighting i fought all over all over the uk all over in in india jordan uh, the uae yes. and all in a lot of promotions as well yeah i've done my part uh like they're saying a lot of people in the region they're saying that i was supposed to be called by the ufc mm-hmm. but because on my record the last fight there was a loss and that's the reason why yeah but here now i'm like three wins in a row yes and uh, for in in different promotions even won a world title so i've done my yes. part you yeah know? and all my wins i have a win by submission a win by knockout and a win by decision yeah so it shows like the diversity makes it up and yeah even like i've trained with a lot of big stars in the ufc or other promotions as well including pfl yeah and and you know help them for their fights and they they even vouch for for my skills and my level and all that I've done my part yeah. and as we say here Kamal Allah yeah and, and I, listen I can't wait to see that and I also I just want to hear you say 50 G's baby <laughs> <laughs> with a Macam accent yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to see I want to actually hear you say that actually in uh, in the ring and inshallah it will happen I've seen inshallah. I've seen your dedication uh, it's very admirable to see you know what you've done and how you've achieved so many things and also you might also tell us please just send me location. <laughs> <laughs> and then, that and was good timing. You like that, that was right? like the beat drop. You like that? <laughs> we try. Okay, we're going to take a quick break now. The Adan prayer is coming up. But once we're done with that, we got mo- one more segment with Anna Saraj Munir. Stay tuned for more on The Only Place to Be at 3, The Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is The Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. On Pulse 95. 95. Oh, he loves the fire. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> <laughs> the 
had to put this song on just for him to see what he, just to see what he's doing. You know what? He did not even blink an eye. That's when you know he's been there. He's done the real thing. And Salaj Munir is in the building. <laughs> Uh, there's uh, some some questions coming in for you as well here, and a lot of people also are very interested in in your journey. Um, the, one of the things I've watched uh, when I've watched your fights, I always look forward to afterwards to see what you're going to say, uh, what what stat you're going to come up with, what dessert you're going to pull. Um, there's always this comment that comes in right after the show. Do you think about those before your fight, or what, you, is that spontaneous? <laughs> No, I think it just happens. I yeah. think it just happens. Like, for example, I don't know if I'm allowed to or not. So when I, for the full fight camp, mm-hmm. I was driving on Sheikh Zayed Road and I see this advert of this burger place. <laughs> I'll not say the name. And they're saying this burger is for this price. And right. it shows like the image of the burger. Yeah. For, for six weeks straight that I'm dieting, I see this burger in front of me every single day. Yeah. And I'm like, as soon as I finish this fight, I'm going to go and get that burger. Yeah. After the fight, I go to get the burger, and the burger looks dehydrated. <laughs> it was like it went like through a fight. It like went as a you, <laughs> I was so disappointed. Yeah. That's when I posted. If you remember that yes. video, to complain yes. about. <laughs> yes, I saw that. I saw that. And you know what? You're not the first fighter to do that. I think recently Masvidal did the same thing. As soon as he wrapped up with his fight, he went and grabbed himself a couple of burgers from the same place. I think that you're talking uh, about. Yeah. It looks very different to when you look at the pictures. I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, if you're just tuning in and you missed the show, what a show it's been so far. We've spoken about weight cuts. We've spoken about losing 20 kgs in two months as a fighter, what you put your body through. We've also spoken about having the right corner people and how um, how they have to be good actors, is what Anas mentioned. Someone asked a question about Oliveira um, during the show. And Oliveira fought... Um, fought Chandler, Chandler in the fight and Chandler fought someone that you actually trained with Dan Hooker okay, recently yes. how good is, is is Chandler to be beating someone like Dan Hooker I, I was shocked to be honest like we, I remember we were um, analyzing the fights mm-hmm. before that before that event for yeah. UFC Arabia yeah. and all of us on the panel we were saying Dan Hooker is going to win against Chandler maybe with a knee Right to the face yes. because his 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 timing his is amazing. Yeah. His striking is amazing. Yeah. He's very fast, very smart, very talented. You know. Yes. So Chandler got my respect after after that that fight. Is it also the fact that he 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 said the right things? He's got the right image because when you look at someone like Oliveira who's been doing it for such a long time, Chandler comes in has one fight. Yes, against a very established fighter but all of a sudden they're talking about him facing the top five fighters while Oliveira has been doing it for so so long and is now champion at the same time Chandler is a star in a different promotion in Bellator so and he 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 fought some some monsters in that promotion as well and he was the champion so in a way I do understand that they want to bring this superstar from a different promotion and put Mm. him and put him against against you know the, yes. the good guys yes. in the UFC. Yes. So I understand why they pushed him for the title. With with Chandler coming in, and you said obviously from Bellator. The, correct me if I'm wrong. Did he have an element of cyborg coming in from a different promotion to the UFC and the expectation and weight on on the shoulders of a fighter? What's that like? I think I think yeah, it does it does put a lot of pressure on the fighter, but mm-hmm. but at the same time. 
it's it's good for him. It's good. Uh, it's a good image. It's good exposure. It's, yeah. It's it's very good for him. Right. Okay. So now that you're here and we've got an actual mixed ma- mixed martial artist, mixed martial artist, <laughs> mixed martial artist, um, who's the best boxer in the world right now, pound for pound? Oh, best boxer right now. It has to be Canelo. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Right now. What what is it about Canelo that makes him so dominant? Not so special. So dominant. I think his experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been he's been through a lot with like some great boxers. Yeah. His timing is great. He's is. I think that yeah he's got that look as well. Like yeah. Where I don't know that 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 aura as well. You yes. know what I mean? Like, and his power is just oh. on a different level. Yeah. His power yeah. shots are just something else, aren't yeah. they? And and when you look at mixed martial artists. Athlete-wise, because you, I've seen you train in all in all martial arts. Athlete-wise, who stands out for you? Athlete-wise, right now, yeah, it, it has to be Kamaru Usman. Okay, okay. In, for me, in terms of his engine, in terms of everything, like he's got world class class wrestling. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm not gonna say it's Habib Normagomedov's yeah. level. Yeah. But. He's got world-class wrestling. Yeah. He's got good striking. Like, he won a few fights against some beasts with a jab. Yeah, yeah. And foot stomps. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But his, his energy and his, uh, he's so athletic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's, he's, he's the one. Okay. Can you see him dominating his division for, for a long time? I think so. Yes. Yeah, uh, best coach out there. Who? Okay, you know what? Let me let me rephrase that because I know you have a lot of coaches. If there's a coach you haven't worked with that you would like to work with out there, who would it be? Oh, what's uh, what's his name? Javier, the 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 coach of uh, AKA, the coach of Habib. Oh yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I would, yeah. I, I, would l- I would love to to work with him because because of his energy. You know right. how like that full team they yes. had that. That energy and yeah. that camaraderie, you know yeah. how DC is yes. with Habib, and there's that banter, and they look after each other, they yes. push each other, yes. but they've got each other's back as there's well. There's a lot of respect there as well. There's got each other's back. Yeah, like they do respect each other, and they want to see each other succeed. Yes, you know? yes. And to do something like that, you need a great coach to yeah. do that. Yeah. Okay. And um, so they said that recently on August 14th in Saudi Arabia, there should be the fight finally happening between Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. We've spoken about athletes. We've spoken about technique and technical strikers. Who wins that, in your opinion? Uh, it can go either <laughs> way. It can go either way. I don't want to call the shot. Uh, but uh, honestly, I'll, what do you think? What do I think? <laughs> yes. I think technique-wise, Fury, Athleticism, Joshua. Yes. And what about heart? You can't ever doubt Tyson Fury's heart. But Tyson Fury needs a motivation. Is okay. Here's a question for you. Think that you turn this round. Is Joshua as big of a motivation to defeat as Deontay Wilder was for Tyson Fury? And that's a question <laughs> for the fans. <laughs> Four two one five. It does a lot. Or you can tell he's done this before. He's very good. Um, do you think Tyson Fury would defeat Anthony Joshua? And especially recently, that there has been talk that there might be a trilogy fight due to contracts with Deontay Wilder facing. Tyson Fury which might hinder that match everyone's looking forward to so I hope that's not true but I've seen different reports from different people saying that that's the only thing that might get in the way of Tyson Fury facing Anthony Joshua on August 14th in Saudi Arabia mm. coming up soon so he dodged that one we'll let him go for that one he's very <laughs> good you can, tell. <laughs> you can tell he's very good but we have reached 
full time on the halftime show man it's been so much fun having you here man i loved it thank you very much for inviting me again it's a pleasure and don't forget when you do get that knockout in UFC that you, you shout out I'm on 50 G's baby <laughs> <laughs> okay guys remember you can catch every Monday Wednesday and Saturday same time 3 to 4 and if you did just catch the last part of the show trust me this was this was definitely a golden show you'll definitely want to see what Anas has had to say in the beginning uh, of, of this show some really cool moments of what it's like to be in the ring, in the octagon, outside the ring, outside the octagon, doing ringside for UFC Arabia and different promotions, and also having to train and stay active for that call-up and world titles very casually, as he mentioned it. Uh, guys, have a great, great day. Coming up next is the afternoon, Karak with uh, Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah, and I hope, I hope you guys come back on Saturday, same time, same place. Have a good day, guys. Peace and love. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3pm.